0: I'd love it if you could give us a sense of how we got here and where we're trying to get to. Sure, sure. Okay, so um, first of all, thank you for asking this question. It gives me an opportunity to geek out on some of my favorite topics. Geek away! This this, this will be fun. Geek away. Um, Okay, so... uh, Yeah. So in the very beginning, when BF Skinner sort of founded the whole field, what what he found was the consequences of what rats do matter to affect how likely it is that the rats will do that again in the future. Okay. Okay. So when rats get food, when they press the lever, they press the lever more in the future. Okay. When rats get shock, when they press the lever, they press the lever less. Okay. Mm -hmm. So punishment and reward, right? Reinforcement and punishment. Um, and so that basic idea is incredibly powerful, right? And so the next maybe 40 years or so people, um, Behavioral researchers started to say maybe we can apply that basic idea to humans who have socially significant problems So people with schizophrenia people with autism people with um, intellectual disabilities um, Children with challenging behaviors Let's just change the consequences of those behaviors and make those behaviors happen more if uh, if they're desirable behaviors like right. Communication or make those behaviors happen less if they're undesirable behaviors like we self call Injury it, or aggression sometimes we call it carrot and stick right Correct. Right, right, yeah in, in the Very regular basic. world carrot and stick Stick. You know, right. You're going towards a carrot or you're avoiding the stick. Exactly. Kind of exactly. Okay. And it's, you know, very, very basic. And as long as those consequences are very powerful or very meaningful to the person whose behavior you're changing, it will produce a change in behavior. It'll work. Okay. But it's very, um, very primitive if that's all of your, if that's all you're doing. So okay. up through about the 1960s or so, that's really what ABA looked like. And in fact, it wasn't even called ABA back then. It was called behavior modification. Because okay. that's what it was about. Modifying the frequency of a behavior that's it okay very very simple straightforward and then since then uh, researchers started to notice things like well um, we could probably be a little more sophisticated and a little more subtle in the way that we do this Um, so they started to ask questions like what reinforcer uh, what consequence would be the most powerful reinforcer Mm -hmm. for this individual person rather than just saying oh food that's probably a reinforcer right let's Mm -hmm. give everyone food if we want to make the behavior happen more instead started to ask questions what's the most powerful reinforcer for this child today in this setting right now Mm. and how can we figure that out how can we motivate them Um, they started to ask questions like um, what, 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 what might this child's favorite learning format be, right? So we know that lots of uh, practice opportunities are critical for learning, and so discrete trials, great for that, lots and lots of practice. But maybe it doesn't produce the best generalization. Maybe some kids get frustrated with the repetition and the structure, maybe there's other ways to teach, you know? Um, and so uh, lots and lots of questions like that started to be asked. And so people started to do research on things like preference assessment. Preference assessment is the basic idea that if you want to know what a child uh, wants to work for, what, like, what will actually be a powerful reinforcer for that child, it's not your job to, a- to answer that question, it's not mom's job to answer that question, the kid is the best person to answer that question. Why? Because he knows what he wants better right? than anybody, right? right? So instead of just guessing or picking something out of a hat, give the kid a choice. And the research showed very, very simply and very powerfully, all you have to do is give the kid a choice. Okay? And if the kid identifies which of these two or three things he wants to work for and you use that as a reinforcer rather than using your own opinion, or mom's opinion, Mm -hmm. or somebody else's, you get a way more powerful reinforcement effect. So in just this one simple idea, we went from using just any old reinforcer that you thought might be a good idea, to letting the kid have control over his life, because now he's the one determining what he gets to earn, and it made treatment way more effective. So now, top quality ABA programs, Every single time they sit down to teach a kid something, they ask the kid what do you want to work for and they give them a meaningful choice and they let the child determine what it is that they're gonna work for. They do that every time they, they sit down to work with the kid. So you'll see a good therapist will run a miniature preference assessment, it's called, mm-hmm. about maybe every five to 10 minutes, mm-hmm. all day, every day. And it's critical and it's produced a huge change in the effectiveness of ABA.